The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Today is April 3rd, 2014. Yesterday was April 2nd. Mariana received the message for the Day of Nonbelievers, which we know now is for us and our aspects of nonbelief and those things that we attempt to do and we should do and we don't do. The call back to her son and drove closer to divine light. This is a path that it's very difficult in this age, and especially when we see as a result of the way the culture has grown, the way the culture has gone away from God, we see an allowance of God's blessing for a dismantling of our nation by those who had it. When you see this biblically in the Bible, you know it's because the Israelites didn't live what they were supposed to live. Thank God we have the ability to reconcile with God. Thank God we have Our Lady calling us to reconcile with God. To make sincere attempts to draw closer to God. 25th called to go to confession. Begin the battle, Our Lady says. Against sin is the first days. Go to confession to decide for holiness. 
we have a constant battle going on the way the culture's built. And now we have the heads of the culture determined to dismantle this nation, which is really the only light in the world. For all its wrongs, all its fault, there's nothing keeping the world from going in total darkness aside from the blessings of God and His grace and all His apparitions other than the United States of America. So it's got to fall. It's got to be dismantled for evil to completely reign and run rapid across the world. And that's exactly what the read is about today. This is entitled, The Republicans Fear Obama Will Let Russia Seize Internet Power. And the administration insists no government will gain new influence over the Internet. It was published yesterday. An Obama administration plan to give up oversight of certain technical Internet functions could open the door to a takeover by authoritarian regimes, Republican lawmakers claimed Wednesday. If Russia or China gain new influence over the management of the Internet, they could begin censoring content or blocking websites, the Republicans warned. Make no mistake, threats to the openness and freedom of the Internet are real said Republican Representative Greg Walden, the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Communications and Technology Subcommittee, which held a hearing on the issue Wednesday. Leaders such as Vladimir Putin have explicitly announced their desire to gain control of the Internet. Walden and other Republicans are pushing a bill that would block the transfer of authority until the Government Accountability Office can study the issue. Dozens of Senate Republicans, led by John Thume and Marco Rubio, sent a letter to the administration on Wednesday demanding more answers about the plan. But Democrats, at Wednesday's hearing, insisted that if Republicans were serious about Internet freedom, they would support the U.S. proposal. Assistant Secretary of Commerce Larry Strickling said the U.S. will make sure that no foreign government will be able to seize new powers over the Internet. No one has yet to explain to me the mechanism by which any of these individual governments could somehow seize control of the Internet as a whole, Strickling said. Do you really think that Putin isn't going to figure out some way to get control? Representative Steve Scalise, a Louisiana Republican, shot back. China and Russia can be very resourceful. Last month, the Commerce Department announced that it would give the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, also known as ICANN, an international nonprofit group, control over a set of technical procedures that allows computers around the world to connect to web addresses. Although the Internet was invented in the United States, the U.S. government has never controlled it. And ICANN, has actually managed the Internet's address system since 1998. But ICANN's authority stems from a contract it receives from the National Telecommunications and Information Administration, a Commerce Department agency. By ending that contract, the U.S. will give up an important backstop that has protected the Internet from authoritarian regimes, Walden said. If ICANN bowed to pressure from Russia... China, or Iran, the U.S. could have always pulled the group's contractual authority. But once the U.S. gives up its power, there is no putting this genie back in the battle, Walden warned. Representative Joe Barton, 
a Texas Republican, said he is afraid that if the U.S. steps back, the next government that might want to do something, the Russians or the Chinese, will not take the same attitude as the U.S. government towards online freedom. But House Democrats argued that the move is just the latest step in the U.S. government's longtime support of the multi-stakeholder model of Internet governance, in which power rests with a broad range of companies, nonprofit groups, academics, and others. It's now time for the United States to walk the walk and demonstrate to the world that while the Internet was a product of American genius, no government or intergovernmental organization should control its future. Representative Anna Ezhu, the subcommittee's top Democrat, said Wednesday. Representative Henry Waxman, the top Democrat on the full Energy and Commerce Committee, argued that the administration's plan is in line with the resolution that Congress unanimously passed in 2012 announcing support for an Internet free from government control. Strickling promised that the U.S. government will not give up its authority over ICANN, until the nonprofit group produces a credible plan for how it will manage the Internet's address functions going forward. Any plan that would give authority to other governments or intergovernmental organizations would be a non-starter, he said. He argued that the transition will actually build trust in the multi-stakeholder model, which will help to undermine any foreign attempts to gain Internet power through the United Nations or other avenues. Taking this action is the best measure to prevent authoritarian regimes from expanding their restrictive policies beyond their own borders, Strickling said. Fadi Shihade, the president and CEO of ICANN, vowed to defend Internet freedom from attacks by other governments and urge lawmakers to trust in the multi-stakeholder model. At the heart of this proposal is the commitment to security, stability, and resiliency. That is our number one job, he said. A range of companies and civil liberties groups have endorsed the administration's plan. Most recently, the Internet Association, a lobbying group that includes Google, Facebook, and Yahoo, sent a letter to House lawmakers supporting the proposal. The transfer of authority is set to take place in October 2015. Garbage. All lies. All disinformation. you got to get... Okay, yeah, Google, they send letters. Everybody sends letters. Who are they from Google that did that? If we give up authority over the Internet, then evil moves in. If the United States goes down, evil moves in. We landed on the moon. We put a flag up, an American flag, showing that we were there, and then put a bronze plaque down there that would last forever, basically, saying we claim this for all mankind, for the use of the whole, all of mankind, the race, the race of man. What other nations do that? Alabama belonged to Spain. France, another time. Great Britain, another time. A couple other countries after that. Under nation sovereignties. The thing that all nations have done throughout history, basically you can say common laws of the nation, is stake your flag and claim it. We spoke a few weeks ago about Russia going underneath the Arctic and putting a flag down, and they're going to come 20 years from now and say, well, this is, we put our sovereignty there. You can't challenge us. This is our ground. And so it's a completely stupid thing to give up authority over ICANN because we can control it and keep it where it is and not be used the way Russia would use it or China or other ill-willed nations. It's already bad enough with things about own it itself, but we invented it. We started it. We propagated it. 
and we didn't put a flag on it, then only Americans can use it, and we'll charge the other nations. This is the spirit of our nation, but there's an evil spirit in our nation now, in our governments, in our people, mostly ran, ran by the intellectuals and the academia, and that's what it said. We're going to give it over to nonprofit groups, corporations. That's just the teasers. The real thing it said is academics. You want the academics, what they've done with the universities, to do what they're going to do with that, when pro-left, pro-progressive, pro-communist? Through the license, we really own ICANN. We can tell them yes or no. They can't do that. You hear what they said. It's time for the United States to walk the walk. This is the lines they've come up with. Oh, we're being charitable. No, this is the people that are against us come up with this, come up with the lines, come up with the verbiage to think, oh, we're open to this. So we're, I heard it in high school. We use more resources across the whole world than any other nation, and we're only like 5% of the population of the world or whatever. They didn't say we're producing. Probably back then, 60 70% of the world's goods. So we did need all the minerals and all the oil to produce what we did. They don't tell you that part. They just say, we, we're hoarding. We're just, there's no nation ever existed like this nation. Satan hates it. We talked last night about Satan hates prayer groups. Because they stop and prevent him from his victory that he's putting the course on to win through the things he's doing. Yvonne's words. Yvonne got those words from the Virgin Mary. She taught him. And it's just like this. This is bad enough what Satan used in it for. You think it's going to be wickedly bad? Much more? A hundred times more? If it's given over? At least we have some moral authority, something we can do. And if we change that to administration later, we still got control. But we lose it. It's just like the, the writing says, you can't put this genie back in the bottle. It's gone forever. And we're just going to give it away. And the Democrats saying this, this is ludicrous. It's idiotic. We talked about the Pope yesterday. Well, he said three things about beauty, about goodness, about truth. But one of them he said was about, he says, looking for truth. In other words, to be truth, you need to look at documents what Joan just read. See, that's right. He said, be careful not to become an intellectual without intelligence. That's what we have as politicians. Politicians without intelligence. People with agendas. And our enemy laugh us. They laugh at us. We're laughing stock of the world right now. They have no respect for us. This all calculates into our economy. We have people coming up with their genius schemes, and they're not smart. They're not intelligent in a practical, common-sense way. They may be able to say the words, they may be able to give the speeches, they may be able to say all these things, but they really don't have the practicality of these things won't work. If you look at the models and the economic models they're trying to do and project and say where we're going, this doesn't work, the system doesn't work, the money doesn't work, nothing's going to continue to work. We're only working right now because God is allowing something to stay artificially held up so his people who will pray can get themselves in a position that somebody survive. Noah had to get in a position to survive to perpetuate the human race. And God's followers, and what Christ paid his price for with his son, people have to be able to perpetuate the passion, what Jesus went through. The oral tradition, the biblical tradition, the written word, all this has to be perpetuated by somebody. Somebody's got to be preserved somehow. And so it's God who, through his mercy, is letting things go on, not for the sake of the wicked, for the sake of the elect, that we might continue the torch of Christianity to be here when the Antichrist comes at the end of time. All this is that critical. All this is that important. 
Clower, uh, Clower, as Jerry Clower, I think he's he's a guy that gives speeches, and we've heard him for years here and there. But I got my son just let me or sent this to me. We listened to it, and it's so applicable to what the Pope said. Be careful not to become intellectual without intelligence. And that's what we have too much of, both in the universities, we have it in the seminaries, we have it in the church. The church has grown intellectual. It doesn't know common sense. I'm speaking about the people in it, the people who are running it. And the Pope sees this. He says, look for truth. And he equates looking for truth, on the path of truth, to be careful not to become an intellectual without intelligence. We have too much of this going on. So we got a clip we want to go into right now that explains this, how common sense can get out of anything and show you the way out of things against what intellectualism or the intelligentsia is propagating and planning and agending right now across the universities and across our culture and into the politics everywhere we go. The Independent Oil Association of America had their meeting at a big hotel down at Houston, Texas. And they got this Ph.D. fella from way up in the Midwest to come and make a speech. Now, folks, he forevermore made a speech. It so inflamed and enthused all of those oil folks that they called the executive committee together and they said, listen, let's hire that fella. And let's put him out on the road making this same speech just to wherever he can gather up a crowd, let him talk to him. And he did. Bought him a big car and got him a chauffeur with a blue serge suit. And this man just started traveling all over the country making this speech. Well, after they had been doing this for about eight months, going down the four-lane highway, that chauffeur looked in the rearview mirror and he said, Professor... What? said, there ain't no fairness in this country. My good man, why would you make a statement like that? He said, I can make that cotton-picking speech as good as you can. And I'm barely making a living on what y'all paying me, and you getting rich. He said, sir, I want you to know that I got my B.S. degree. He said, don't start all war over you got all them things. I ain't interested in them. I done heard you make that speech once a day for eight months. I done memorized it. I'm a better speech maker than you are. And I can make the cotton-picking speech better than you can. It's just that simple. He said, I'm fixing to go to a major university and they ain't never seen me. They don't need to know what I look like. You pull over to the roadside park up here. We are about the same size. And we'll trade clothes and I'll break you from sucking eggs. We'll put you up there on the stage and let you make the speech and I'll be the chauffeur and sit out in the congregation and I'll watch you make a fool out of yourself. That suits me fine. Let's change clothes. Now y'all get this picture. They drive up to the big major university. The real professor with the blue serge suit on driving the big car. The chauffeur sitting on the back seat with a little briefcase in his lap. 22,000 people in the field house. Standing room only, the great Ph.D., what graduated from the great school of mines, was coming to speak. And they introduced him, and just as he got up to speak, there was the real professor sitting on the back row with the hard bell chauffeur's cap in his lap, peeping at him. Now, y'all talking about making a speech. Whoo, he forevermore shell down the corner. He shucked it right on down to the cock. They throwed their books in the air, wallowed on the floor, hollered, 
give him a standing ovation, screamed, and then finally got order restored. And the president of the school got up and said, well, we have about ten minutes before the bell rings. I wonder if y'all would like to ask this gentleman any questions. <laughs> yes, would you like to ask him any questions? Well, y'all have seen the type. A fella got up in the, about halfway back with big horn rim glasses on, a real egghead, had books under each arm. He said, Professor, if one of those dinosaurs died, what roamed the earth two billion years ago, and his carcass rotted, and the earth's atmosphere built up layer after layer after layer to 5,986 feet, and two billion years later, a drill bit drilling a well on a wildcat venture bores through this decayed carcass. What will the pH of the soil be that's contained in the core of the drill bit? And what will be the name of the stratosphere? <laughs> this fellow just stood there and looked at it. You could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> and this fellow said, Mr. Student, as long as I've been in this business, that's about the most simplest question I've ever been asked since I've been speaking. I'm surprised they'd let a man that don't know no more than you know get in this university. And just to show you how simple the question is, my chauffeur's in the back of the room. I'll ask him to stand up and ask him. This drives the point home. Do you, do you realize all the technologies that we're riding on came from common sense, came from practical things, came from a bridge in the 1920s or the 1900s when architectural uh, engineering wasn't developed where it needed to be, and they had a wind blow through a bridge they just finished, and it started blowing back and forth, and the whole steel structure would wave back and forth just like a wave till it fell apart within two or three hours. Practical common sense. Everything's built on that. We're so high and mighty above that, <clears throat> we can't see this anywhere anymore. It's just like this, this reverse chauffeur pulls out his common sense to answer a question. Everything's built from common sense. We've moved into a world that's intellectual. It's an intelligentsia that's running things. And we're in a mess, a big, big mess. And while certain things like this might be funny, we're in a situation that's not going to be funny. And we're driven by people that don't have any capability to, to function or feed themselves. And the basic necessities of life, because it requires something of, of being raised in an environment where you're trained and you're taught by animals that don't work. And, and, and instead of going to school to learn everything, just to work into a building or a position or a job. Yes, we need, we need doctors. We need scientists. But Louis Pasteur wasn't removed from the agricultural world. George Washington Carver wasn't removed from the, from, from the fields and peanuts and farming. We think everything now is get your mind educated, get your certificate, and that's where everything's going to function. No, that's dysfunction. We're on the wrong path. Education has turned into the God that one of the things that's going to be struck down and don't think the Ivy League colleges are going to stay there. 
No more than Sodom did because they're promotions of the same thing. So why would Sodom be punished and this college is not? 114 colleges, Catholic-based, Catholic-founded Catholic, are riddled with this sin and promoting this sin. Look up 30 Years of Apparitions. I wrote about it. I think, is that the free download? Yes, three. Yeah, three. It's called 30 Years of Apparitions. Read it. It's there. It's documented. It's research. And you think Sodom's going to go down into the earth and, and these colleges aren't? It's a given. Use your common sense. Don't be theological and, and intelligentsia and say, well, we don't know. You know, God's changed or this is the, that's why God did things now. He don't do it that way. Read what happened to Sodom and read 30 years of apparitions and tell me you think these colleges are going to survive. No way. Intelligentsia is going away. You better learn how to cut firewood. And you better learn how to stick stitches. And you better learn also how to do doctrine. So I'm not against education. I'm not against learned and the higher learning of, of that. But where it comes from, who teaches it, how we get it, is very important. It's easy to duplicate things. Just like this chauffeur changed clothes and he got into the speech. But feeding yourself, surviving, and going through a culture, that's a whole different, whole different thing. So we have this life that God's given to us. He's shown us. We just heard one of the kids crying in the hallway. We always tell the children not to come up in the hallway during this time. I don't know if you can hear it on the mic. But it's life. It's what we are. You don't have that in a studio because intelligentsia is saying, oh, we don't do those kind of things. We have bloops like that. That's okay because we live here. It's how we live, and it's a beautiful way of life. Frank? Yeah, the entire paradigm that we live in is at risk to people having common sense and people knowing the truth. And so as the information progresses and, and people get the true information, we have uh, very limited resources for the amount of fiat money that's spread it around. Henry Ford said years ago about fiat money that if Americans understood the nature of the monetary system, the current monetary system, they'd revolt before morning. And so now the the talk of traders and uh, and um, different market pundits are Michael Lewis's new book, Flash Boys. And this book exposes how we get price discovery and market manipulation and high-frequency traders are giving us price discovery rather than a true market that's based on uh, needs of the market so that bona fide hedgers that need you know, silver or other products are actually making the market by supply and demand. This is not how price discovery is happening. And a lot of people are saying that this is, this is a, a game changer, that this news of um, what is truly happening to markets, you know, can disrupt the whole system. And uh, I've been feeling for a while now, and this, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the fundamentals of how much physical silver is there and how the market seems to be stretched, that the information is progressing to a point, as this happens in bull markets, that uh, more and more people are going to understand this in the very nature of silver and gold, which are true monetary assets created by God. Uh, more and more people will be looking at this. Um, you see it first, as you know, Fundamental Majigori was talking about, that those that are praying and fasting are going to see this first because God is holding this down to preserve the world. And 
you know, your listeners are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And so that's why it's important that you get this information first. And and I think that now it's going to move to where other people are getting this information and, and the silver market's already stretched. It's the same principle. We, we, God's people need to get it first. We need to know the information. We need to be ahead of the curve. That's why we're discovering this nation these things, because we need to get it first, because no other nation would have invented it. If Russia invented or China or anybody, Cuba, then you think we'd have any part of it? Or we'd be taxed to death or, or entry fees? All, what, nobody's do does what we do, and so God can work with this nation. And and it's the same principle you're saying. The information we get on the economics and seeing these things first, because God's illuminating. All they said yesterday, I want to illuminate it to, to the light. Our lady has said, we've quoted it repeated. Jesus is, is the light of common sense. And so it's just that way. Are we going to go with this thing to make us defenseless in our arguments back because we don't have the verbiage to sit there and challenge these people wanting to give up the Internet control and icon, through icon and say, <clears throat> you know, well, who are we to control the Internet? And that's being like a big bully. You know, we, we should be feel guilty for being the only one holding this and trying to hold on to something that, that all the nations uh, would like to have a share in it. And we spread this diplomatically and democratically across the world and let everybody have a say in it. The devil needs a wedge. He needs two for a wedge. He gets a hundred. He gets huge division and dissension. Don't think this is enough from the devil. It's from Satan. And, ask, and a large portion of it is from the devil. But God... God uses this for the time being. And now Satan's going to wrestle this way to use it for super evil. Let's be a big bully. Somebody's going to be a bully. Somebody's going to be on top of the food chain. Somebody's going to be king of the hill. When you're a kid, you're playing on a dirt hill. You knock everybody's down. Somebody's going to be there as you or them. There's no other nation in the world I'd rather be where we are than us in charge of things. And we've got a track record that's irrefutable, historically documented, factual. And we want to give this up. People in this nation want to give it up because they want to destroy this nation because our hearts are ruled by evil. And Obama's with them. He's part of the game. And if we don't stand up, we'll have nothing to have this genie in the bottle. Not just for that. I'm talking about for everything. We're, we're dismantling the military, which is exactly what they find the first shot talked about. When Obama said, before he was elected in 2008, we need, a, we need a civil force just as powerful as the U.S. military, just as big as the U.S. military, and just as well-funded as the U.S. military. And so now we see him dismantling our military because they have to go by the Constitution, and the civil people he's building up doesn't. He's building a huge bureaucracy. And if he don't carry it on, the next people in power will. And if we don't use our intelligence, our, our chauffeur intelligence of the common man and look at things in the right, right way, an analytical way, through prayer, through fasting, we won't know what to do. And so what Frank was referencing to is we're being shown that. Our lady wants us to be in position to do that. Frank? Yeah, so um, I had a coin dealer uh, call us and want to buy direct from us because someone had had turned in some rounds they may have needed to liquidate for taxes or, or other reasons. I don't know who it was. But he said the rounds were so beautiful that he wanted to buy from us direct. He said our price was less than he could get from Atmax or the other dealers. And uh, this is, you know, the demand for the Miraculous Metal Round. As soon as they came into his shop, he had demand for them. 
So whoever sold these to him is spreading the devotion, the carrying of the miraculous medal. So more souls to be saved. And, uh, and there's a grace for, you know, turning those into the dealer. And of course, they'll never be melted. He said, this is such a beautiful piece. He wrote me and, and asked me to call him. And I called him. He, he asked if fractionals were available. I told him they were. And, uh, and he, he liked the price. He said he'd be getting in contact with us. And so another friend of mine said that he had a friend that was having trouble getting any silver from his coin dealer. So I don't know if a, if a retail shortage is beginning or not, like we had in 2008. But, um, but these, these rounds are um, going to be in very high demand. And by the way, this coin dealer paid over spot uh, because he had such a high demand when he was getting them in. As soon as he put them in his display, I guess, uh, you know, people were coming in and, and excited about them. So um, continue to to spread this show. Imagine I'm it's only thirty minute show. You can get CDs for it, and the book it ain't gonna happen. So that uh, you know this will be the um, this is the most important silver round for the future, and um, so it'll be spread, and so grace will be spread, and uh, and you know it'll be getting into the hands of the right people for the future. Frank, so many you get a hold of you. Here's contact. Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And also, too, Frank will also be here during the April 29th through May the 1st convention that's taking place here at Caritas. This is the How-To Communities Convention for uh, They Fired the First Shot 2012. Again, you had to have read the book They Fired the First Shot in order to attend the convention. There is information on Medj.com as well as the uh, the registration form, and uh, that's going to be limited to the first 400 people. So uh, it's something that you'll want to get in on right away uh, while there's still space available. Uh, we do have some new speakers, uh, but uh, but again, uh, this is a must-attend, particularly for those of you who have attended the last conventions, those of you who are just now forming your prayer groups, your CSPGs. It's important that uh, that you come with your entire CSPG Friend of Medjugorje is going to address specific things for that are as far as implementation, structure, and what you need to be doing. So that's very, very important uh, for those of you who are listening to this that you bring your entire CSPG with you. And again, there's information on Medjugorje.com. You can also contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000 for more information. Thomas Kempis wrote in his book, I think it's My Daily Bread, the name of it, that why should you go to school for higher learning for four years, five years, six years, when the Holy Spirit can give it to you instantly? That doesn't mean the facts. You can always find the facts in the encyclopedia. But how to think and how to learn, that's one thing we teach at our school. That's why I always teach it in her school, is I want you to learn how to know the truth, how to learn what you need to learn. You don't need somebody else telling you with a certificate that way. It's all available. You don't need a third party. You go to the books. You go to the source. You go to prayer. Everything will be shown to you. We wish Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.